Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Nick, welcome to the cave. Thanks for having me, man. Exciting time. Film. Little Cobra Kai from last year. Yeah. You've been on a little roll. It's been good. It's been nice. So, yeah, you got a, a film coming out called Nine Night. We'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, but before we start getting to that part of the, the interview, uh, how did you decide you uh, you wanted to get into this industry? Yeah, well, I sort of grew up. Uh, I grew up on the East Coast. Both my parents were involved in the theater. Uh-huh. Um, so it was sort of like the family business. And uh I did not initially want to be in it. Um, I wanted to be a diplomat. But uh, after doing a little like research, figuring stuff out um, for myself, I sort of realized that storytelling was just in my blood and uh, I couldn't I couldn't escape it. How old were you when you when you said uh, you kind of had an idea? Yeah, I mean, I I think I really took it for granted for a long time. You know, it's like my childhood was like my dad was directing treasure Island when I was four. So I was like backstage with all the pirates, like that didn't, that was normal for me. So I didn't realize how special it was. Um, and, uh, my high school had a, in 10th grade, you had a day where you sort of like shadowed someone in, in a business that you wanted to go into. And so I like went to DC, shadowed this guy at a think tank and was like, Oh, desk job not for me um and then i was like wait well, so you guys are just like playing games and telling stories and being imaginative like that's what i want to be doing did you uh, at first did you start off in like in a theater or was that the plan or did you right right well, away want to do like tv and film yeah i i think um i have just like the utmost respect for both my parents um the fact that they were able to raise me as artists is like sort of incredible having ventured on this journey myself um theater is really tough it's really demanding uh, i really love it but it sort of seemed to me at a young age that like if you wanted to to be making real money uh film and television was where it was at um and so i've i've really loved the opportunities i've had to do theater um but i think once once in 10th grade i had that realization i was like well let me do i i, I want to do film and, and television and um I modeled for a bit just sort of partly as a way to uh you know sort of squeeze my way into a, a, a yeah see for acting and talent um so it just I sort of I've had the long view plan for a while you know so it it, it uh it's been coming to fruition recently which has been yeah. lovely I've had guests on before that have done both theater and you know, yeah. tv and film and they they love the theater part, but they also love the, like, the TV. But the one thing they don't mind, it's like, I can screw up at a TV film, you know, like yeah. theater, well, there's no way to recover from that. Well, you know, it's funny because it's the one thing, the big differences about theater is, A, obviously you're live, but also you have a way longer rehearsal period. Okay. You know, so like for theater, you'll have done it, you know, 100, 200, 300 times yeah. before you do it on opening night. And so there are these, like, you can find these really wonderful moments just through repetition. 
but then of course like like exactly like you said you know when something goes wrong on stage it it uh it honestly can sometimes build really magical moments which is also true in in you know film and television which is really fun sometimes those those wrong moments are the most real yeah but sometimes your other your castmates help you a little bit in a way yes. they, they help you recover from it yes absolutely absolutely I, I was doing a play one time where a really integral prop of fake alcohol was not put in its right place oh. and i sort of did the other actor was like how about this vodka because <laughs> it was the only thing in the cabinet <laughs> and like the whole bit was they had to like pour it and i had to like take a big gulp and i like heard her uncrack it and i was like oh this bottle is vodka and that has never been opened before <laughs> I, was like, oh, I guess i guess i'm drinking a cup full of vodka in the middle of this play today so yeah it can be fun it can be chaos so yeah uh New film, Night Night. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, how did you, uh, first of all, like, how exciting was this? It just got released a couple of days ago also, right? Yeah, yeah. We had our we had our uh, sort of premiere for the cast and crew on yeah. Saturday. And uh, yesterday, the 16th, it, it, we had the actual premiere and came out. Yeah. It was very exciting. Now, you play Robert. Uh, how did you get approached for this role? Tell us the, the story behind that. Yeah, so I actually, um, I have known one of the producers from college um, who also edited Teresa Bigelow and uh, she is just a, a great friend from college and they were uh, they were looking for I was actually auditioned for a, a different part in the film um, and then I think just there were some scheduling conflicts or whatever and they had to bring me in last minute for Robert so I actually had two days uh, wow. I had two days to I was flying back from Australia and uh, I had to just be like, talk to my agent because I'm about to be totally unreachable for 13 hours while I fly across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Um, so I was really excited to sort of, it felt like not only was it going to be a fun project, but I got to sort of come in last minute and, and tackle this, this big role. And it ended up being a real blast. Now, was this like a, a, like a, little, like a little Zoom audition or something before you got offered the role? Or was yeah, this I like actually, I... I uh, I filmed this, the audition for the other character in like the laundry room of my my partner's, uh, <laughs> of her like uncle's house in Australia. Yeah. Um, and sent that in. And, and it was actually cool because I didn't, because of whatever scheduling conflict there was, uh, and with that resulted in me sort of playing Robert, mm. um, I never auditioned for it. Okay, wow. So there was never any sort of preconceived notion of what I was going to do. Yeah. which was actually quite freeing as an actor. So often, you know, it's like, oh, they hired me because I did this. Mm. And, and so this was kind of fun because uh, I hadn't done anything. And so it just felt, felt very like I had the opportunity to sort of go in whatever direction I wanted. Mm. Uh, tell us a little bit, like without giving spoilers, obviously, what the movie is about. Yeah, so it's, it's a psychological thriller. Um, it's sort of about this, this young woman, uh, dealing with a sort of tragic accident um and and sort of how her relationship with her uh sort of new boyfriend mm. before the accident who has sort of stayed with her through this like five month you know coma that she's been in basically yeah um and just sort of how the how that evolves and 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 the sort of trials and tribulations of, of that circumstance. 
Now your character, Robert, uh, you play the boyfriend, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So how do yeah. you like, uh, you said you had two days to like even prepare for this. Like yeah. how did you memorize your script in two days? And like, yeah. well, how do you like prepare to play this person? Totally, totally. Um, I was lucky in that they they didn't sort of load me up. I The first day I had a, some small scenes, but yeah. um, they didn't like, I had a couple days after that to sort of be like, okay, and what happens later in this movie? Um, but uh, I, um, I mostly just, when you, I felt like I didn't have a lot of time to sort of what I would normally do is really like read it a number of times, yeah. and, you know, sit with it. I like to sit with things. Um, but I just sort of went, you know, I don't have a lot of time. I sort of have a gut instinct of what this character is. And I think I just need to trust myself, trust the training I've, I've done over the years and just really go out there and just swing. How long were you on set filming this, uh, this project? It was about like a month, month and a half, I want to say. Where'd you film? Um, we were in Corsicana, Texas, the okay. nice little small town, um, like an hour, hour and a half outside of Dallas. Um, so, you know, it's a, I'm a city boy. Uh, so, you know, it was, it, was a, it was fun being in a small town for, for that period of time. And uh, it was a lovely, lovely place. Yeah. How was it with like the, like the COVID restrictions and everything while you were filming this? We actually, we filmed this, I think I got back from filming this and then a week or two later, COVID oh, wow. hit. Okay, yeah, so, so it's we, been sitting on the shelf for a little while in. with the editing and everything. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Um, but we, we snuck it in. Yeah, I think they wanted to also wait, you know, until we could have a little bit more of like a, yeah. a premiere in person. But yeah. How was it working with like Nikki Koss? Because she was this, her first like directorial debut pretty much with everything. Yeah, totally. Um, it was really fun. The uh, I felt, you know, sort of going back to, to my casting process, mm. um, I felt really sort of trusted with the role, um, which which just was very nice from a sort of actor director standpoint. Of like, I just felt uh, I felt like I had room to, to roam, and she would point me in whatever direction you know she needed to for the for yeah. the script. And uh, sort of the nature of a psychological thriller is such that, like, I think you always want the audience to be guessing a little bit. Um, and so it was, we sort of would oftentimes, like, give a few different options of a, of a line so that they can make those decisions in editing, which was fun. That's great. Now, how was it working with, like, the rest of the cast, though, like, the chemistry and everything? We got along great. I mean, yeah. you know, we were, we were in a small town for a month um so thankfully we all really liked each other and got along um but no we it was a it was a we we worked hard and we played hard now for the listeners and the viewers how can they find this film to watch uh i think it's on most video on demand platforms here uh uh just came out on the 16th um night night and uh you can also definitely find the information on night night's uh instagram page now, uh, I mentioned earlier last year, we all saw you on Cobra Kai, man. You're part of yeah. that family now. Yeah, How exciting was that? It was super exciting. Um, it was a dream come true. My my older brother may have been even more excited than I was, yeah. uh, but only because he grew up with Karate Kid. Taking part in, in it, the fans uh, are so dedicated. They're so respectful. They're so... Um, 
knowledgeable. I mean, like I, I, I obviously have watched the third film like just a number of times at this point. Um, just in in my research for the role, you know, it was the first time I was playing the young version of someone who is established already. You know, mm. Thomas Ian Griffith did such a sort of legendary portrayal of the character that I think is one of the reasons the character is so beloved by the fans. And so to get to sort of flesh out his earlier year, his earlier years in the in the military and yeah. present a really different character that has room to grow was really fun. And it, it was, I felt very honored to be given the responsibility. When you read the script for Twig, did you have an idea this was Terry Silver at first or like, or while you were uh, filming it, you kind of started figuring it out? Yeah, they, they, um, they had me, I think just do the sides, the sides are like the audition scene yeah. um, for, for young Crease, just because I think they knew maybe that was going to be coming back for that second episode and whatnot. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know I had auditioned for him. Uh, but once, once they offered me Twig, um, then they they told me who I really was and that they actually it was initially he was initially called mayonnaise wow and uh, <laughs> I growing up like you know when you walk into an acting class they're always like what yeah. what you know what do you see this person playing and I'm a little pasty so I'd always get vampire so I was like obviously like mayonnaise sort of makes sense in that regard and then they were like actually we think you're scrawnier than you are pasty so twig and I was like wow guys like okay <laughs> I see how it is uh, but no it was it was such a yeah. blast and uh, now, yeah so like we saw that character in like the flashbacks uh, are we gonna see you again uh you know flashbacks? I, I, uh uh all all i can say is that uh you know i had i had such a blast filming it and and anytime you know anytime i get an opportunity to to do that i, I would jump with a chance yeah and how does that make you feel because like now you're part of cobra kai like you're one of the guys yeah it's crazy um, it's super cool. You know, I think, I think, uh, beforehand I had never really contemplated being part of a, like sort of like a franchise. Yeah. Um, like any actor, you know, it's, it's really cool if it happens, but I, um, I really like it. I'm sort of a, a nerd about like, I play Dungeons and Dragons, play, play all that kind of stuff. So like, I really got into the lore of Cobra Kai and it was really fun, you know, Terry Silver is one of the founders of Cobra Kai. Yeah. You know, like he, his role in the sort of lore of Cobra Kai is really deep. Um, so it was really awesome to get that chance to portray him and, and to, to sort of just give us a glimpse into, mm. you know, before Cobra Kai even was a, was a concept. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, any other projects that you can like tell us that you're working on or coming up next for the yeah, listeners and viewers I, to find you on? I, uh, I've got an episode of NCIS LA coming out sometime soon. Um, I don't think I've gotten the exact release date on that one. I'm um, going to be doing a, a very cool sci-fi short film coming up. We're shooting in, in uh, January. So I've got some stuff lined up. Looking forward to uh, getting them out there. Awesome. Uh, lastly, how can the viewers and listeners find you on uh, social media, Nick? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Nick A. Marini. And uh, that's that's sort of where I where I reside. I'm not on Twitter or anything like that. Nick, this was great. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. 
That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast and our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Thank you.